my brother. Hey, there he is. Hey, hey, let's rock and roll. We got a mobile podcast coming in hot here. Yeah, man, mobile. I've never done a mobile podcast. This is great. Yeah, yeah. On the way home after a uh, successful night of softball for your... As much as one and one can be considered successful. First win of the fall. So we're on the board. We got one win. That's all that matters. We're not going winless. Uh, yeah, we're finally back after uh, a, a long hiatus, about fucking, what, two weeks? Yeah. Two and a half, almost? Almost. Yeah, almost two weeks. Yeah, longer than it should be, but our hey. uh, our captain of technology was out of town for a long time, so the rest of us just sit on our thumbs. Yeah, couldn't figure it out. Nobody could organize anything or figure anything else out, even try, so I just screw it. I was going to say, I bet somebody could have figured it out, but there was absolutely no initiative to try. It wouldn't have taken pretty much uh, any work, but yeah, that's all right. We're, no, none. We're back. Pretty much none whatsoever. We're back now, though. We're, we're back in business, gang, and uh, we're back for the long haul here. Football's upon us. Um, we'll get into that a little later on here, or, uh, maybe the next episode, depending on how you're listening and how I decide to divide it up. So just keep listening, gang. We're back. Uh, yeah, we got... We got a lot of good content coming out here relatively soon. Lots of good stuff coming. Um, I mean, regular season football just around the corner, so we'll always have that to kind of rehash. Um, yeah. College football starts tonight. College football started last week, but uh, well, for real tonight. It really starts tonight. Yeah, we. Uh, my uh, my Hawaii Rainbow Warriors started last week, so. Did they really? They win. Um, I'll say yes, but I'm not positive. I, I mean, you're diehard. I figured you would know. You know, they play really late, so it's tough. It's tough <laughs> to follow along. I know they were up uh, by a bunch. So, yeah, we'll say they won. They won. Yeah, yeah they, they we'll definitely go with won. It. They're 1-0. We, as we've often stated, we are they, not about that. We are not about that. I do know they replaced the, uh, the H <laughs> on one side with the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, fucking sweet. Is that on every helmet or just They did one? it on the ones last week, and they were trying to decide they were going to keep it going. It looks awesome from the Super ones awesome. I saw on Twitter. I mean, it was on everyone's helmet. It wasn't just one guy's, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone had it on the one side. No, I just, I didn't know, you know, like how the Gophers have, whatever, four helmets. I didn't know if it I was mean, every yeah, helmet. I know they have a few, and probably a bunch, but they, they wear the throwbacks, though, too, with the, with the rainbow on them. Hopefully, I don't know if they, I don't know if they oh, yeah. or not, but... Uh, the, the Kelly greens a, or whatever, a white, a white uh, helmet with the with the Rainbow Warrior on there. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty a good sweet. look. All right, well let's hop in. We're Q and I are just gonna hash out some baseball stuff because those other losers don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, Reed and Dog hate hate baseball, but I love it. Even with the Twins being terrible, I'm still a fan. Yeah, yeah, still loving baseball here. We're in a battle in fantasy baseball. Nobody wants to hear about that. We're not gonna talk fantasy too much. Uh, nope. We're certainly not. Your fantasy leader. If you're looking for fantasy sports stock, mostly fantasy football, uh, pretty much only fantasy football, uh, head on over to uh, Supervisions. Uh, you can find them on, on Twitter at Supervisions PC. They're your, uh, they're your fantasy leader. So um, I'm going to try my best to hopefully never talk about fantasy football um, and try to steer, the, <laughs> steer everything away from that. So if you want fantasy football, they got you. That, that should actually be pretty easy, considering neither you or Reed plays fantasy yeah. football. So if I even attempt to bring it up, I'll get we're yelled at. Shut it down. We're not, we're, not the, we're not your fantasy leaders, guys. We're your real-life, uh, you know, 
aficionados. Maybe not leaders in that category either, but we're talking real, real games here. Full teams that don't uh, right. that exist in real life. But that's that's neither here nor there. That well, that that's actually there, not here. That'll be later. We'll talk football. Not here. We're talking baseball. Not here. What do you got? What's on your mind? Let's do it. Well, uh, I was gonna bring this up. It's it's super Keep nerdy listening. baseball stuff. So if you're not like really, no, really into listening. baseball, this might be a you good time for it. you to skip ahead to the second part of this podcast. But all right, it might be interesting though. Even if you're, I mean, I'm not gonna try to get too analytical or too sabermetric-y or that kind of thing or whatever. Um, but uh, I had the opportunity last Saturday. Um, I bought tickets to this event uh, put on Drop by one name, of the uh, baseball the like blog website kind of things and. Um, Baseball Prospectus. Baseball Prospectus. Baseballprospectus.com. If you like nerdy baseball stuff, if you like uh, deep, deep dive into analytics and understanding like swing planes and uh, XFIP and WOBA and all that kind of good stuff, then go there. Yeah. That is so your if, nerd uh, if baseball leader. If my brother Adam's listening to this podcast, that's a right up his alley. Oh, God. That's, it's, it's my everything. That kind of stuff I just can't get enough of. So. Um, but anyway, so I bought tickets a while back in the spring. And so it's a little event uh, with the Twins game on Saturday where you show up a couple hours before the game. And we uh, we actually head down into the, the bowels of Target Field and went to their actual, like, time out, conference time, room. Time out. And time out. we sat down there for two hours. Uh, and the first hour, hour. You said I bought tickets. What? All right. Thank God. Yeah, a uh, guy from work and a couple of his buddies. There, if he's the one that had told me about it, and therefore I went with him. If I had been found out by myself, there's a, a better than seventy-five percent chance that I'd gone by myself. Okay. So, anyways, um, first hour we sat down there, hour fifteen, whatever it was, and had kind of a, there was only about I don't know fifty, seventy-five people in the room, and uh, had kind of a little like interview slash Q and A with uh, Dad Levine, Twins GM, and. Um, really interesting stuff. And he even like kind of prefaced the whole, uh, thing by saying like, Hey guys, try not to like put too much of this out on social media, but I don't think a podcast hey, yeah. is social I mean, media. Hey, so I'm going to talk about it. And we got listeners. We um, them, but, uh, so quick, quickly, what's, uh, so, so Thalaby, what's, uh, Derek yeah. Falvey's, and I mean, it's uh, nothing titled, you know, uh, I want to say. All right, go on. That's go- close enough. I want to say it's like president of baseball operations. Close or enough. Go on. To, to that event. What? Okay. So Levine's up there. Really cool guy. Just kind of really open. That kind of thing. Went through some interviews. If you listen to K Fan or Gleeman and the Geek, Aaron Gleeman was the one uh, conducting the interview. Um, but basically, kind of just put out some questions of stuff people want to know about, and uh, really trying to get him to be some honest opinions about things like. What he thinks about, you know, Joe Mauer and uh, him possibly playing next year with the Twins, and what he thinks about Brian Dozier and this and that. And he didn't get too into any of that kind of stuff. Uh, he basically made it sound like uh, they've had zero conversations with Mauer, and it's kind of up to him. But it, it, the tone seemed that if uh, if Mauer wants to come back for a year, they'd be like willing to work with his agent. I think is the way he phrased it, which. Basically, it's like, we'll let you come back for, you know, yeah, X, X amount of dollars, dollars but if you games. want anything more, no thanks. Right, exactly. Um, but no, so then, um, you know, so the interview stuff was, you know, it was pretty cool. And I think out of the interview thing, like, 
Gleeman asked a question that I thought was going to be kind of a dumb question and kind of a, a hard to answer question. Um, that was just really simple. It was something like what went wrong? Like, obviously we made the one game wild card last year and we had aspirations to get back at least in the mix, if not back to the playoffs this year and we're nowhere near it. And so you're, you know, it's kind of a lame question. It's kind of a, you're expecting that lame canned answer, you know, some things didn't break our way, that kind of stuff. And he actually went into great detail about that. He basically called himself on. He's like, I messed up uh, by putting too many expiring contracts into one clubhouse. Um, and so basically he was saying like, you know, you've got Maurer at the end of his deal. You've got Escobar, Dozier, Santana. Uh, then you added in guys like, uh, you know, Fernando Rodney, Lance Lynn, Logan Morris, and all these guys that are all at the end of their contracts. And he's like, it's just human nature when you're um, playing for a contract to kind of be focused on, you know, you're focused on the team, but you're also focused on you. Like if you're going bad, you know that this affects you and your family financially and things like that. And he said it kind of broke up the clubhouse because, so many guys were, especially as things went bad early, were so focused on their own, like getting themselves right, knowing that they had a contract on the line, that it kind of fractured the clubhouse. And you didn't really have that like light, easy going, like, hey, it's okay, guys, we'll get the next one, or you know, that camaraderie, that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought that was really interesting that he recognized that there were that many things and just basically said it was on me and was like, I'm going to learn from that mistake. Like, I won't be fielding teams that um, okay. have that many. Uh, deals like yeah, that in place. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, there's, I got, I mean, like I said, there's nothing like really deep dive to go into with what he said. It was just a lot of really cool, interesting, like you said, nuggets, like a good nugget of information, like little things like I, and I don't know if you had known this before. Apparently it was fairly widely known, but I never had heard that uh, the book yeah. Moneyball that Michael Lewis wrote. I, uh, I think I heard that for the coming out of that. I heard it. I want to say probably over the weekend or something. I saw something about that, and that was the first time I had heard about that, that they basically turned him down or something. Yeah, Terry Ryan and those guys and all those guys said, no, we don't want to give away our secrets. Like, we have ways and reasons and uh, things for our success. Like, we don't want people to know about it, so they turned him down, and that's when they turned to the A's. Yeah, so super, you know, super kind of cool, whatever, but again, just a little nugget. Um, let's see what else. Uh, he did... He, he he was really weird about to ask him about free agency. Um, so since, you know, the talking about, like, hey, we only have one-year deals, uh, we want to change that. Um, and they have, like, 60, yeah. 65 they, million they available like in free agency next year. million committed to next year only, so. Yeah. So just to get up to this year's payroll, even if you don't want to go above this year's payroll, it's something right. like 60, 65. Um, when you include right, like right. arbitration and some stuff like that. So, um, so the, the natural question is like, all right, so what's the plan? What are you going to do? Da, da, da. And he, he tried to say they were going to be aggressive, but then he would kind of like back it up by saying they're going to be aggressive in like the trade market or things like that. And he definitely said that if they're going to be aggressive, it was, it was going to be in guys on multi-year deals and that kind of stuff. So I couldn't tell if that was like, we're aggressive, like, Hey, Manny Machado, here's a 10 year deal. Or we're aggressive, like, you know, hey, hey, backup middle infielder that uh, can play multiple positions. I, Here's a three-year deal. Like yeah, it was really sense. coy. I, I want to say it was John Krasinski on somebody this week here, uh, or maybe it was Lavelle. It's one of those guys, anyways. And they kind of were. It wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with what he said, but they were kind of talking about the Twins and you know all these different things they've done in trading and stuff like that. Because you know a lot of it is like, well, you built up your farm and. That's great, and all, but really, you want to see it on the major league level. 
and he mentioned basically about trading. He's like, you do all this so that you can. He was like, they have, they already had kind of a, a, a top half, top third minor league system. You add what are like what kind of see minor moves, but they they add some some pretty good guys or, or just even depth to your minor league system where then you can look at you bundle a couple of those guys together to make or you know it makes a top end guy more expendable so you can get an actual you know upper tier major leaguer right now so i mean they got they got the assets to do it it's just a matter of uh you know what do they do and, and how do they do it and that it must be kind of like the company line because he basically sure. said something similar that uh, when I was there too, about um, that, what he loved about it was getting, you know, whatever it was, eleven right. minor leaguers and one major leaguer, or however the numbers worked out. And he said, you know, even among those eleven, like whatever it was, three of them or four of them, or whatever, fit into our t- new, like, in, according to like baseball prospectus or Baseball America or whoever fit into our top like 20 say twenty right. prospects. And then, like you're saying, like now, if I want to trade my you know, 14th best prospect, it's a little bit different than when you didn't have these extra five guys in there. So uh, maybe that's kind of, like you said, that's the position you're going is, all right, I think we can win uh, a little bit next year. And if we are winning, we have the assets to really right. go for it too. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, and speaking of winning, that, that was the other kind of fun stats. So ner- I mean, not super nerdy to talk about war, but um, – he went through the actual numbers, and I'm not going to bore everybody with the actual numbers, but, you know, war wins above replacement. Like, how much better are you than an average player? And it war measures, like, your, uh, like, basically your expected outcome. It's not a it's not a high-end, high-ceiling, like, this is, like, the best you could possibly be. It's, like, you can reasonably expect this to be somebody's production and somebody's contribution to the team. And he said that when they looked through the analytics and the stats of everything, that when you combined... Uh, Buxton, Sano, and Dozier, who should have been your three best yep. offensive players, uh, they produced 9% of their expected Easy. war this year. Nine. That's, uh, that's not good. Like, not even 50%, and 50%, and we're probably in it. Like, that's that, ridiculous. I mean, well, and Buxton, I mean, he hasn't even been up here, so he's not even, it's not that he's not producing, he's just not even, it's not available. Sano wasn't available for, what, two months? So. Well, not available, and he was bad when he was here. Yeah, so. Well, and then and same thing. Sano was, you know, whatever, six weeks in the minors and, you know, that kind of stuff too. But just to hear a number like that is just ridiculous. That's just shocking. Like, holy God, I knew they were bad, but that's that that's unbelievably bad to have all three of your best that hitters be that bad. So I think that's where they're kind of – like, if you read between the lines and the, read the tea leaves or whatever cliche you want to use, I think that's what they're saying is like, all right, well, if we get anything out of some of these guys and a couple other guys, like, make slight improvements, you know, if you get anything out of Sano or Buxton next year – you're kind of back in things a little bit. And now you say, okay, and we have this deep farm system where we can make something happen, or maybe even in the off season, sure. they make something happen. Like, um, so I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, I think I had a couple other things off this. I know he, he said something about to not expect many position players for September call-ups, which made me wonder if Buxton's actually going to get called up or if they're just going to leave I mean, him down the whole you gotta, rest you gotta of the year. I, I would agree. But he said to expect mostly well, pitchers, so I don't know. Maybe mostly, but you're still gonna. I I I would think that that's more like they're not gonna call up. Uh, I don't know, Olamante Wade or somebody. Nick Gordon. I don't think yeah, Nick, Nick Gordon, Gordon gets called up. You know, like that's where I would say you gotta call up Buxton. I would think. so. I mean, you gotta try to that's do something. He is. Andrew, I mean, he, anyways, too. 
yeah, that's kind of the whole point of September call-ups is that the the minor league season ends in uh, late August here. Um, let me see what else I got here real quick. I had one other. Oh, that was the other kind of big nugget is um, somebody asked him about the, the Rays. You and I have talked oh, about yeah. it a number of times on the podcast. The Rays, like, you know, reliever to start and then go from there. And he's, like, super intrigued by it. Um, and was basically saying, like, yeah, we love this idea, but when we were looking at, again, he's a big analytics, big numbers guy, and he was like, yeah, when we've been looking at the numbers of it, like, it wasn't really, like, the ERAs and the runs scored, and, like, it it wasn't changing anything really all that much. Um, It seemed like the ERAs, it seemed like the runs scored were all pretty even. He's like, you know, if it made, if it would have made, like, say, a quarter of a run difference in ERA, He's like, we'd already been doing it no matter I mean, what. Right. But he did say, and I think we've mentioned it, they have tried it in the minors a few times. I've heard that, yeah. I, I... Um, and then he, he made the comment, like, I think we're going to try it sooner rather than later, which to me sounds like sometime in September, I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if you see, a, I... you know, Moya start and followed by, like, Romero or Gonzalez following, right, you know, yeah. something you along those a, lines. You got the lefty heavy line up or something, and you're like, all right, we'll go Moya for, you know, whatever. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I did hear, I think Molander apparently said that to somebody, and I guess they're also looking at potentially going to a, a six-man rotation. Um, I mean, I have no idea who those six guys would be, but... Yeah, so I don't, go, so you go I don't know how they were, unless... Uh, what, Gibson? Romero, Gonsalves. Romero, Odorizzi. I mean, that's the five right now, right? Yeah, Mejia. Didn't Mejia get shut down? That's what I was trying. I, I couldn't I remember. Yeah, and uh, Severino on the same day were gone, and it, and it maybe maybe it was before the oh. Severino had the uh, meniscus tear. You mean Pineda? Was that? You mean Pineda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Not Severino. <laughs> I wish we had Severino. I mean, that's the next Severino. <laughs> or the other way. <laughs> nice. That's fine. Yeah, they, and they might. I don't know. That's I don't know. very I possible. I just seen something about it. I didn't read any. I just saw, like, oh, they're considering the starter and a six-man rotation possibly in September. So, who knows? Yeah, it could be. Um, he, the only other quick little thing I'll mention about this, because, like I said, it's super nerdy baseball, but I liked it. But um, I forget exactly how the topic came up. Um, but I think somebody was talking about the difference between, like, you know, your analytic-based uh, decision-making versus, like, your old-school scouts watching guys having a feel, this and that. And he basically was saying, like, yeah, we are pretty heavy in the stats and stuff, but we recognize that there's room for, you know, the human element of okay. baseball and that kind of stuff, too. And somehow, some way, we got to talk about this, where he's talking about that uh, Mike Maddox, Greg Maddox's brother, has been a pitching coach in the bigs for yeah. 25 years or whatever. Um, apparently, if you ever watch him go to the mound for a pitching visit, um, every time he goes to the mound and goes to talk to his pitcher, he puts his hand on his chest the entire time he talks to okay. him. And he'll ask him questions like, hey, how, how's it going? Like, what pitches are working? What's not? You know, you, think, you still got He's it. You think you got another batter or whatever. Okay. okay. On the pitcher's chest. And asking him all these questions. And apparently what he's looking for is heart rate. And, he, you know, doesn't listen to a word the guy says. Doesn't care if the guy looks him in the eye or not. And he's like, your eyes can lie. Your mouth can lie. Your heart can. And he's basically like, if your heart is racing like a mile a minute, sure. I'm taking you out. So it was just one of those cool things. That I'm like, oh, wow, I never even had heard of that or considered that. But here's this guy that's been a very successful pitching coach for you know, you know, a quarter now. century. 
that that's how he makes pitching changes. I believe St. Louis. So, but yeah, that was it. I mean, it's nothing super, like I said, groundbreaking, but it was just, it was some fun little nuggets and pieces of information and that sort of thing. Yeah, it was fun. So, what else you got for baseball? Well, like, um, I mean, I'm not positive on, like, how close anything is. What the fuck? Hold on. Just uh, avoiding some uh, cops and shit here. Jesus. Ah. Holy shit. That's a dead horse. Yeah. That's a dead fucking horse. Uh, Where are you? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm nearing the town of Hampton. Um. There's a dead horse on the road. Right way, and a dead horse uh, and a, a truck hit it. I don't see like that it, a trailer, but I gotta imagine it came out of a trailer somehow or something. That was a full size dead horse. That was awful. Good God! Jesus. Yeah, all of a sudden I seen these flashing lights and I thought somebody's pulled over. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's in the lane. And then, uh, yeah, that sucks. That was awful. Uh, all right, back to baseball. okay then. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. What do I got? Oh, so uh, tell me, do you know how close how close are any races here? Um, I know there's a battle in the NL, and is there so what the the A's currently on the second wild card spot? You know, it changes so much, like day to day, week to week, this and that. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know the A's and the Astros are very close in. The West. I think the um, I think the Astros are up. Uh, the West. They walked off last night. I want to say they went up. Right. Two and a half? That was what I was going to say. Something like that? I was going to say two and a half, so yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, Is there Um, any, but is it like, are basically the team set, you know? Like, it's the A's and the Yankees. I I was kind of trying to stall and look it up right now, but um, I don't know that. Is anyone, are the Mariners, the Mariners I don't know that. I know. They got to be the only other team with the I'm pretty sure the Mariners are pretty much done now. I would think. Angels aren't close, I know. Yeah, in the AL for sure. It's in the AL so for sure. The it's, NL, not close. it's basically the teams out west. Um, what? There's a battle in the east, I assume. Maybe the Braves and the Phillies are kind of close. Uh, yeah. Um, you got uh, Phillies are three and a half back. St. Louis is four and a half back. And then it's that Arizona, Colorado, Dodgers. Like they got uh, – Arizona's up a half game on Colorado and a full game on the Dodgers. So you got a nice little like, race the out there. But it's cool and it would be fun. But the problem is, is, A, it's the National League, so you don't get as much like awareness or coverage of it. And it's the West. So, like you were saying before, their games start at, you know, 10 30 yards. Central time. somewhat close? In yeah. the National League? Four and a half. Dodgers up four and a half. Over yeah. the Cardinals? And then the Brewers yeah. aren't that close? And the, Bre- they're, and the they're Brewers. Together. No, the Brewers are also four and a half. Yeah. Well, there's some battles out there. At least there's something. You got nothing in the AL. Yeah. I was going to say, even I'm looking right now at even at the AL wild card, the Yanks have the first spot and they have a four and a half game on uh, four and a half game lead on Oakland, who has a five and a half game on Seattle lead on Seattle. So you're not getting not anything there either. Unless somebody gets fucking goes crazy. Right. But I mean, the NL wild card's fun. Like I said, you got St. Louis, Milwaukee essentially tied for the first spot, second spot, whatever. And then. Colorado game and a half, Dodgers two games, Philly three games. So you got you could have some fun there the last like, three four weeks there. That's not bad. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, so what? There's so, like a month left. Um, roughly, yeah. Sit for uh, MVPs. We'll go MVP first. 
ALNL. Uh, I, I, NL, I'm going to say Baez. I don't know if that's the pick or not, but he's just yep. so much fun. That's, he's the best. He, he breaks. He makes most the most ridiculous plays in the field. He makes the coolest plays in the field. Like, I think Baez has got to be it. In the AL, I just El don't Mago. know. Like, Huh? I said El Mago. That's Baez. Oh, is it? Is that was that his yeah, players' yeah, weekend jersey? Is yeah, that what it stands yeah. for? I like it. Um, God, I don't know. Who do you got NL, and then I'll think um, about my AL. I mean, I just know what people keep putting out there without seeing them play. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll say Arenado. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, he's always, I mean, amazing in the field, and I haven't seen I how mean, much he's been hitting this year, but my, they're so in contention, I, so that makes sense. I wanna, I'm going to throw this out there and guessing this is what I saw. I think it was Arenado. Uh, I mean, fucking Matt Carpenter all sends in the, in the thing, and he spent the first, like, two months of the season barely hitting 200, you know. And now it's he hits, like, yeah. 400 since, so like, June. Two, and then it's like, uh, uh, oh, God, I just had a name. Well, it's, and then Baez. Oh, and then and then Yelich. Oh yeah, is coming uh, out strong. I mean, none of them are putting up great numbers though either, too. No, so it's not like. Well, but that's where the AL one was seemingly. I think if I'm, if I'm remembering the season correctly, like Betts basically had this thing wrapped up, you know, mid-season, and now I feel like I haven't heard oh, as much about him. I don't know if he's still run away or if we're looking somewhere it's probably else. Probably bets, uh, especially because you know Trout missed what like a month there. Um, I mean, he's right. the best player. I mean, Trout's like that. Trout is the the version of like you know Michael right. Jordan, LeBron James, where they should be MVP every year unless like you Talking said, barring about, injury. Yeah. But it's almost like that that boring pick too because they never make the playoffs. Unlike you know those those guys in basketball, but they never make the playoffs, so it's like it's hard to keep voting for him for MVP when they don't win anything. But that's, that's not his fault when he's he, putting up yeah, historic I know, numbers. Yeah, I heard. I know he was sitting at like you know like the highest WAR of fucking anybody since Babe Ruth or something. And so I imagine he's still probably up there. I know he came back and like immediately hit a triple. So. Yeah, I got to assume it's bets, and then like you said, the NL is kind of just. It's a race to the end here. If Baez keeps hitting the way and playing the way he has, I think he makes a push. I, I, I was going to say if Carpenter falls off, but I've been thinking he's going to fall off for a month and a half, and he hasn't. So, you know, he might make it. I think I think uh, team success is going to play into that yeah, one a lot out there. Uh, all right, so um, go. You know, if anybody falters, yeah. they're out. Um, boy, AL, I got it. It was sale until he went on the DL, so I'm going to say okay. Verlander. Uh, what about you? I'd probably agree. We'll see how quickly Sale comes back. If he only kind of misses, call it two weeks or something, um, he's probably still right there. Um, so I'll just stick with Sale until he sits long. It doesn't sound like he's supposed to be out that long, but, I mean, he's been on the DL twice now, so I'll stick with Sale for now. Sure. And, uh, and I'll, I, I mean, Scherzer just seems like the obvious choice, but, I mean, obvious, there's, though. you know, yeah, I say, but What's it that? ain't that obvious. I mean, it's it's not it's it's obvious in that he's like a dominant pitcher who's having another you know high quality year. There's nothing bad about his numbers, but it just depends on how much you like you know a guy like Aaron Nola, Zach Greinke, people like that. that or Degrom. Um, you know, it's a, I think well, it's and, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Well, I, I, back, I mean, he'll probably you know get some thirds and fourths and fifths, but uh, I mean, I think it's a three horse race there. Uh, you go with with Nola, Scherzer, yeah. and Degrom. Yeah, 
and this is where it's going to get into the I old mean, right, school versus new school baseball exactly plot. It's going to come down to how many old sports writers do you have out there who look and see uh, Degrom at about. I mean, at the end of the year, he might be eleven and eight or something. I was going to say twelve right. wins at the most, and he'll have like a sub two ERA. And then you're going to have Scherzer with like 18 wins and like a, what, probably a two and a half, three year. Yeah, something like two, seven or so. And, and it'll lead the yeah. league in strikeouts. Um, it reminds me of, uh, I'm not even going to estimate exactly how many years ago, but a number of years ago when uh, uh, Felix Hernandez had the same thing going for the Mariners where he, he had yeah. no run support. He had like historic low run support. And I think he had like. Yeah, something like that where he barely got to 500 this net, but like every other number was amazing, and he finished like fifth in Cy Young voting. It was I just thought, stupid. He was clearly the best pitcher in the league. I thought it was way that down, but you might be right. But either way, he should have won it running away. So, uh, all right, I got to bounce right, here, man. brother. Well, uh, it's good baseball talk. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up yep. with you guys. We'll we'll add some. We'll drop some, and uh, we'll come back at you with some with some football talk here, gang. Yeah, I like it. Uh, enjoy, everyone. We'll see you out there. Be yeah, safe. And then we'll talk to you guys prior to week one next week. Week one, Vikings, 49ers. We'll, we'll get a we'll get a, we'll get a That is correct. Going. We'll, uh, we'll break down a little of the Gophers victory tonight. And, uh, yeah, that'll all be coming. We'll, but uh, more football to come here. Uh, yeah, stay soon. tuned. Uh, hit us up. Follow us. Watch us. Subscribe. We'll talk to you soon. Later. I'm not going to do that. 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 I